Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. It's officially autumn. Doesn't it feel great? It's the best season in the mountains of Arizona. It just is, is, it's easy to get to sleep at night, nice and cool with the windows open. The days are nice and bright and fresh. You can still wear those summer clothes. It's just perfect. Your plants, they are in all their glory as well. So a lot of your fall and autumn types of, of plants, your grasses, in full, full, they're just all their glory. Uh, your mums starting to bloom all of their glory. Asters, the, the Mexican hats, the echinaceas, the galardias, all their glory. They just look so good. And you're starting to see the first tinge of fall color in your shrubs, in your trees. And so in another couple of weeks, they'll be in complete color. And there'll be this rotation. It just happens. It's just this wave, pulsating waves of color as different plants start to show color at different times. It usually starts with box elder, your uh, uh, burning bush, the euonymus. They start to show off first. The sumacs, my sumacs, my backyard. It's a north slope in Prescott overlooking the Granite Dells area. It's starting to show color. They generally are, are a bright gold, tiger eye sumacs. Go first. This is a drought-hardy, native type of, of just robust. You can't kill this shrub. Gets up about knee, uh, hip high or so. Bright gold, you know, tiger eye sumac. It has gold with, with tinges of green in it. It's got this very interesting, almost fern-like like foliage. But just so robust. You, you Literally, I haven't watered this in, in years. They're still growing and spreading. Then you've got staghorn sumac. This one will come in right after the tiger eyes are done. This one turns bright red. Tiger eye turns kind of an orangey gold. Uh, uh, the staghorn sumac turns bright red. Staghorn gets much larger. They're up 10, 12 feet tall. Uh, kind of like a mini palm tree is what it looks like. But it grows up in the mountains. It's much hardier. Very, again, very robust. Once you get it started, you don't have to water it again. It's just a great Xeriscape type of, of landscape shrub that's, that every yard should have at least one. Uh, the other one that's showing off right now, you're seeing all the grasses show off. And so the most famous of all is pampas grass. I thought I'd spend just a moment on pampas grass because it can be deceiving. There's, there's three distinct types of pampas grass. And so the original, the one that your grandparents grew, was just standard pampas grass. It gets up 12, 10, 12, 15 feet tall. This thing's a monster. It's as big as a garden shed. Now, the plumes on it are ginormous. I mean, they got to be as long as your hand, uh, longer than your hand, as long as your arm, elbow to the tips of your finger. That's how big these plumes are and as big, kind of like as big around as a bread box. They're just big. They're massive. They're showy. We use them to block wind, uh, privacy screens. They grow really fast. It can get too big sometimes. So now they made, they invented one that's a dwarf. It gets half that size. So ivory feathers 
pampas grass, ivory feather, has the same plume, same size plume, maybe just a touch smaller, but they're impressive. But the grass only gets head high. So instead of 10 feet tall, it's only five, six feet tall. Still big, but not as big, but the same white plume, very showy. And they're all in bloom right now. So if you see a great big grass with white plumes, that's going to be a pampas grass. They're, they're best planted in the fall of the year. This is when you find the most varieties. Lastly, there's, there's one that's called a pink pampas grass. Mainly, you'll see this on the coast of California. It's Again, it's a monster. It gets 10, 12 feet tall, has kind of a pinky flower instead of a white flower. I, I personally prefer the white flower. The pink looks with the alkalinity, it looks a little almost dirty. It just looks like, oh, it should be white, but it's not. It's like this pinky, dusty color. What is that? But a lot of folks, they want the pink. They grew up with that. That's what they want. They're going to plant that. Again, give it space. It gets really big. You don't want any pampas grass close to your house because it'll just take over. It'll grow up into the eaves, even of two-story houses sometimes. They get, they get monstrous. It's hard to paint your house. It's hard to maintain. Put it out towards the property line, out in the corners where those where the the the, the fence kind of makes its ninety degree angle. Put it out there to soften that up. That's where they look their best. And so just enjoy those. They'll bloom from now through January or so. Eventually, winter kind of makes them. You know, snow gets on them, and they kind of that great big flower kind of lays over. And then it kind of looks looks a little off. That's when you go around and just whack it off. You whack off the the plumes back to the ground level as far as you can. Or usually in the month of kind of February, March, I'll just take my pruning shears, my hedgers, and I I whack that grass right back to about knee level, right back to the ground. Then I'll fertilize it in March. It starts to grow back. Literally, it will grow 6, 8, 10 feet in one year. All new growth. If you don't cut it back... It can have some brown and some green kind of stems, leaves, all in the same plant. I, I like it. I want it to be all green. That's why I whack it back. I'm going, don't even think about it. Just start growing fresh again right now from knee level. And they just start growing. And then if you fertilize them regularly, you're guaranteed to have these big, massive plumes. And so that's pampas grass. But pampas grass, it, it gets the most glory, but... There's so many better grasses. I don't have pampas grass in my own yard. I've got them here at the, at the garden center, at the business, because they're big and they're impressive and they look commercial-like. They're just showy. Oh, my gosh. Trucks will will turn, go, what, will come into the parking lot going, what is that? I want one. Where are they? But in my own yard, I don't want that. I want smaller, easier to care for. I don't want something so big. I want something smaller, easier to care. But that even blooms longer than a pampas grass. There's a whole variety of, of different types of ornamental grasses. Now, this is we're not talking lawn. We're talking like a shrub. You, you, you design these into your landscape like you would a shrub. And they take the same type of, of irrigation. So you, you put on the same irrigation system your trees are on. So water once a week in the heat of summer. They're fine. They're not like, like a lawn. Lawns have root systems that get down maybe 6, 8, 10 inches deep. These grasses have 
two, three feet deep. So they go right down. They're like a real fibrous root mass. And so they're very, very robust. I grow quite a few of these shorter grasses like bunny grass or penicetums or coral forester grass. We've got probably got a dozen different varieties, all different shapes and colors. Some have red plumes, some have white, some have an autumn gold. They got lots of varieties. Some are blue, some are green, some are gold, some are striped, some are they just there's a lot of variety. And grasses grow at the higher elevations of the mountains of Arizona better than anywhere else in the country. We just have these natural prairies, these the wind just makes them shimmer and glow. They just grow well. And autumn is the time you do want to speck some of those into your landscape. This is the best variety and it's the best time to plant grasses. Spring is when everyone's asking for them, but they look cut back and they just haven't started growing yet. They don't look, they're not as inspirational. Now you can actually shop them and see how they're going to grow. Fully mature specimens. Oh, that's what the plumes look like. I like I like that color blue or that color green. I want that one. So it's the best time to shop them and it's the best time to plant them. If you're planting new grasses in the autumn of the year, in the mountains of Arizona at least, just make sure you're watering these new plants a couple times a month. That's all you got to do. So it's January. And the grass is starting to get this autumn, this harvest gold color. Make sure you're watering it a couple times a month, and it will come through next spring. It'll start growing March and April. and just start taking off with new growth. They're spectacular how fast they grow. Anyway, we've got a lot in store for you. Lisa Watersling coming in with your garden questions after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Waters with the plants of the week and our gold flame honeysuckle. Wonderfully fragrant. These blooms are in full color right now and will stay that way until the first frost of October. These pink and gold blooms are irresistible to hummingbirds and butterflies alike. Excellent as a quick ground cover, but robust enough to climb vertical structures and fences, all for under $37. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love blooming vines, they love to shop. 300,000? Imagine a landscape needing 300,000 trees. Wow! But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes in the studio each week with your garden question, just what's going on in other people's gardens. So, Lisa, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Always good to be here. It is always good to be here. Always. It's kind of fun coming to work. It is. It's kind of a, it's uh, like when life gets really hard. Just go talk to customers and <laughs> help them with their garden things. It's just fun talking plants. Mm-hmm. Your passion is, right. is uh, plants. So when you get to share that, mm-hmm. it's kind of rest. That's why the radio show 
it's just so easy because you're just talking about stuff you you're always talking about. Always. We never stop talking. It's kind of, yeah. It's kinda, <laughs> at Christmas dinner, at Easter, yeah, plants, I, plants, plants. I'm pretty sure they would like to talk about something else. But what We the did heck? have a great fundraiser on yeah. Sunday. So we give the garden center to a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of them, but about once a quarter. Uh, we, we've given the garden center as a, after hours to raise mm-hmm. money, have a garden party. And so uh, for the last 15 years... Uh, we've given it to Prescott Frontier Rotary. Rotary does a great cause as community leaders trying to make their communities better, raise ethics in business, governments. There's a lot of positive they're doing. Sure. And so that's a cause that we we stand for. Plus, I'm part of the club. So you your are friends are coming. Yes. Yeah, Rotarian. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, we gave them last uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. the Garden Center had a great party. Now, they didn't have it the year before. Because uh, of COVID, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, and we were nervous this year. Kind of <laughs> September, this Delta thing going on. Just mm-hmm. should we? Should we not? I don't know. We did it anyway. We did. And so nice open space to have it in. It so is it was all good. So how many people came? Over three hundred. Okay. So they had three hundred and six. No, two hundred sixty-three actually register, and then you've mm-hmm. got. 50, 60 Rotarians who didn't register. They just came to the back door and they're to help and be part of. And, and so it's, it's over the 300 mark, which is a little lighter than normal. Usually they'll have 350 to two, three thirty, something like that. So that's good. I did get the final figure. Yes. They raised one more money still coming in, but the official total as of yesterday at lunch, one hundred and two thousand dollars six one hundred and two thousand six hundred dollars. Does wow. that make sense? So uh that's what they took in. So people that's were great. Is that a record? It is a record. Yeah. They've been dreaming to to, to break the six <laughs> digit mark. You know, the Kiwanis folks, they're yeah. so famous for raising hundred and fifty thousand. They're so good. Yeah. And we're kind of going, we have a garden party, but we raise a hundred and two thousand dollars in like Three hours. Right. So the Kiwanis take, you know, auction stuff off Weeks, on TVs yeah. over, over, yeah, many days. So mm-hmm. you did well, good. Wonderful. I'm proud of them. Congratulations. They'll do a that's lot great. of good with that money. They yeah. are, they're supporting um, the Imagination Library, Dolly Parton's. Uh, oh, um, the free they, books. Free books, uh, age zero, uh, age, I guess, one month, birth <laughs> to uh, five through five, okay. a, a book every single month of that child's wow, life. That's great. To seed a family's library. It's mm-hmm. tremendous. Yeah. A path to graduation, which is a Prescott High School's, you know, uh, students, they're missing like one class. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get them that one class online where they right. can ensure they're going to graduate. Uh, Bradshaw Mountain's uh, uh, Interact Club, which mm-hmm. is the business rotary club within the school. Mm-hmm. A shelter box when hurricanes go through and people are homeless. Mm-hmm. They've got these very sophisticated uh, tents and supplies. It's kind of like first aid, not first okay. aid, but uh, the Red Cross. Right. They go in and land and just start giving out mm-hmm. these Stuff shelters to help cool. them get through. So I didn't just know that. Tremendous work they're doing. And of course, ending polio, clean drinking water, peace mm-hmm. for the world. They stand for some pretty high causes. But they well do. Done. I love their motto. Yeah. Service above self. Yeah. That's, that's a great good. motto. Yeah. So well done, club. Mm-hmm. Now we're halfway through this segment. We should maybe answer some <laughs> people have already tuned out. They probably changed the channel already. Let's right. let's get them some garden okay. you know, info. What's going on? We will do that. So Penny is new in the Prescott area. Welcome, Penny. Kind of more from the East Coast, but she wants to grow a red maple. 
wants to know, can you grow a red maple here? Yeah, there's some beautiful red maples. In fact, in a couple of weeks, the, the hills will be alive with red maples. So much of the, the green foliage you're seeing, there's just a hint of red showing up. Just In a couple of weeks, it'll be full on red. Mm-hmm. So we do do the Acer Rebrum, which is what's that's at Midwest kind of East Coast. Uh, the best. And what we get is a hardier, faster growing red maple that doesn't tear in the wind. It's a better maple for the mountains, yet it's the same size. So it gets up that 35, 40 feet tall by, I don't know, 25 feet wide. True shade tree, a maple tree, mm-hmm. uh, classic five-leafed maple leaf, a little bit deeper lobed, uh, and, and a fire engine red leaf in the fall of the year. It's green, comes out green in the spring, stays green, but the autumn color is an intense fiery red. Yeah. So autumn or Prescott blaze, it goes by a couple names, or Prescott mm-hmm. blaze maple. That's what you want So what's for. the difference between that and a sensation maple? Sensation is a boxwood. It's actually an alder, a box elder. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's more like a, it's a shorter tree, uh, maybe 30 feet instead of 35, 40. So it's 10 feet shorter, mm-hmm. a little bit narrower, but it loves a clay soil and it turns a bright orange mm-hmm. color. Uh, they're both pretty robust, deep rooted. And so they're both going to be, you know, water them once a week, maybe when it's a hundred degrees out in summer and they're happy as can be uh, great shade trees. So a little bit different leaf. That's one you want to come mm-hmm. into the garden center, compare sensation and the blaze and see you'll see a life. difference. And then do you prefer orange or red? Mm-hmm. Have one of each. You know, have, you that's go. that fall color. Yeah. Well, I noticed this is the, 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 the sensations we have are starting to turn. Oh, are they? Yeah, it's time. Just it's a time. hint of it. Yeah. It's autumn this week. Yeah. You know, it turned autumn. It's that time for true. autumn foliage. That is true. Our next question is from Shannon. She has a very large Russian sage that's just starting to weep over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wants to know, can she cut that back now or is it just better to wait at this point? So so, so Russian sage, just describe this for folks that are tuned in. So it's a blue uh, shrub. It's about hip high, kind of vase shaped with this airy kind of light blue flower to it. Bees love them. Butterflies love them. Mm-hmm. It's a great pollinator. Very robust. The problem with Russian sage... They're so drought hardy. They just don't need water almost ever. And yet we've had a lot of rain. And so they're just drunk and they're falling over <laughs> in the gutters. What they're doing, they're falling over and weeping because yeah. they're just, they're too heavy. Right. And so, yeah, go ahead and cut them back. Not a big deal. So, so in the winter, you'll cut that thing way back. So down to maybe half its size, knee high. But for now, there's plenty of flowers to come on. So you've got another month and a half of blooms. So just shape it. Give it a haircut mm-hmm. so it looks better. So it's not laying over in your front yard. And then then usually after the new year, uh, January, February, March, you're whacking that thing way back and, and you're kind of resetting the stage mm-hmm. for next spring's growth. Okay. We got time for one yeah, more. I think so. So Lori was in the store visiting and she saw that we had a bunch of pansies and violas and she wants to know how long will those last through the winter? So will they last? uh, They'll last. So here it's so mild. So, so, okay. It depends on your elevation. (laughs) This is broadcast throughout Northern Arizona. So Flagstaff, eh, it's going to be Christmas. They'll be in full bloom. Mm -hmm. Then they kind of get beat up unless they got some protection. Williams, the white mountain, same way. 
All the rest of us blooms right through winter. It's so easy. So Kingman to Prescott to Payson and everything in between, mm -hmm. uh, all the way down from Highland Pine, Skull Valley, Hillside, uh, Anthem, everything in between. It's going to bloom now right through winter, mm -hmm. even when we get some snow. Mm -hmm. So we had that, uh, what was that, like a two, three foot snow last, last January? Year, yeah. They're buried. The, the snow melted like two, three weeks later. They're popping through going, oh, the sun. We're so, so happy. happy. Yeah, the seeds started <laughs> blooming again. They were great. Yeah. So this is the time you plant pansies, mm -hmm. violas, snapdragons, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's, it's unique to this part of the Southwest where we're, we're just so mild that they bloom longer than, let's yeah. say, the Midwest, East Coast. And yet we're not as hot as the South, so they do better here yeah. than they do other parts of the country. We're very lucky. With that, I think we're out of time. So thank you, Lisa. We'll have you back in a couple segments for uh, your input, garden ideas. Be right back. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Hi, Ken, with the plants of the week and our ivory feathers pampas grass. The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes. In bloom at Waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high. Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? Very relaxing and interesting, and I love watching the hummingbirds in the summer. And why do you like shopping at Waters Garden Center? There's so much variety, lot of choice, and everybody knows everything about the stuff they sell, which is very good. Waters Garden Center, helping people reconnect. At 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden, love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. It's kind of sad. I don't know, this whole uh, COVID, what to do, when to do, how to do it. I've, I've had a couple business trips cancel because the conference just shut down. They just said, oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And at the last second, they go, oh, nah, we're not going to do it. So Florida had one in Florida uh, two weeks ago. They canceled. So Florida was hit pretty hard, though. I was going to take my crew over to Southern California to the farms. We've got a, quite a few of the desert variety of farms uh, a lot of the greenhouse growers, flowers, vegetables. We've got friends that are growing those for us. And we just said, you know what? We're going to go next week. Let's let's just hold off. We're in Prescott, Arizona, the mountains of Arizona. We're, we're in safety. We live outdoors, fresh air, some of the freshest air in the country. We're noted for it here. In, well, why would we go into the eye of the beast? I don't want to go over there. Let's hold off. Why risk it? When, when we can just go in, in another month and a half. Uh, the same thing happened last year. We had this little peak, and then uh, then it kind of by the first of the year, it started to settle down, and spring hit, and it was all good. I just We'll just wait it out and do it that. 
One thing that really disappoints me, this is the second year in a row, we normally have what's called a ponderosa circle. These are our our longest, our, our gardeners that have been shopping here for many, many years, or our largest volume folks. This is an elite group of folks that that they they support us. We know them by name. And so they shop here regularly. And we have a special party and we give them a state of the union, kind of here's what we saw, here's where we're going, here's what you'll see next year, and here's some new plants. We have some gifty stuff that we do for them. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's super, super fun. Gardeners love hanging out with each other. So we just provide this area where they can get together. Well, we're not doing it this year. Again, second year in a row. It's just too... It's, people are too divisive. We don't, I don't want to be in the middle of that. I don't want to cause where well, you should, you shouldn't. Oh, this is dangerous. It's not. I, I don't want to get involved with that. I just like showing off plants and helping people get together in their gardens and do grow things. I don't need to be in the, the whirlwind of, of, of politics and what people's opinions are. I don't want that. So here's what we're doing. We decided the whole team got together and said, what can we do that's special? That, that that gardeners have never seen before in this central highlands area and so we said okay we're going to throw a garden party party virtual and we're going to show off my personal garden so lisa and i have been we're good gardeners you walk by our house and you kind of go hmm i want they might own a garden center man they do so that's just the front yard. You should see the backyard. It's way over the top. So we garden over in uh, up in the Prescott Highlands area. And so we we are overlooking Granite Dells. We're not in the Prescott Lakes area. We're up above that. It's up by the high school. And so it's a north-facing slope. It's some of the most difficult gardening we have ever done in our lives. Hard clay. Lots of shade. And so it's really, we're rain harvesting. So we'll show that system off. We're going to walk through our personal gardens, and just show off what the garden design is, what we learned by this, why we why we put these plants here, how we enjoy this space, as the front yard as far as the backyard, our herb gardens, our flower gardens, our vegetable gardens, our containers, lots of containers. So we're going to show these things off. We're thinking we can do that virtually with YouTube. or some, We're trying to figure out the technology. We're going to have this in October. So October 8th, I believe. So we're showing this off with our, we're inviting folks by RSVP only. So you'll get a special link. However, we figure out the technology, you'll get tuned in and you can, we'll just walk through. I'll just show off the gardens. Then we're going to show off or, or share with you what we're going to see next year. So what are the new plants? We've got some brand new plants that are going to be pretty exciting, actually. We're going to show those off. So we've locked those in. We know that they're coming. We'll share the supplies chain issues, what we're seeing, how it's, how it's affecting garden centers in the middle part of Arizona, at least. Just kind of State of the Union or, or what, what, where we came from, where we're going. And there are some, there's some difficulties so I think we've got those solved. So right now it's shipping costs. So we're trying to we're going to share all of that detail. We've got a couple of weeks to kind of polish the gardens. It's pressure packed. We never let anyone into our gardens. This is our personal space. We live life out in the public, and this is our respite. This is our place where Lisa and I and the family just kind of gather, and it's just a place of of you lose track of time you just start playing with the butterflies you just start showing spending time watching a sunset sipping a glass of wine watching some tea having dinner on the back deck uh, we'll share why how we designed the gardens to be enjoyed from the deck from the lower gardens 
from the upper gardens. So this is on a definite slope. It's really difficult designing how we shaded the west side of the house to keep it from heating up. So the, you will show off the ponds, the, the fountains, the artwork. It's pretty spectacular. You're invited to that. So if you tuned in, you're part of our, our garden club. You'll see that on our newsletter each week. I wonder if I, I'll throw that through our, our Facebook feed, our Instagram feeds, our, our, our website. I'm not sure how to do it on the website. But if you're looking for it and you want to join us, please do. It's not made to be exclusive, but inclusive. We want you to be inspired to garden better, smarter. And so it's going to be October 8th, probably towards the end of the day, 4 or 5 o'clock, just because the lighting's better uh, in the gardens. The butterflies and hummingbirds are going better. So look for uh, Ponderosa Circle Virtual Garden Tour of Ken and Lisa Lane's personal gardens at our house uh, this coming up in I think in two weeks be right back the mountain gardener your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season hi lisa with the plants of the week and our instant raywood ash raywoods are known for their handsome fall foliage that turns colors of red to royal purple just stunning the leaves have a fine texture which add a softness to harsh rock yard at 120 dollars, these instant trees are magnificent 12 feet tall with a six foot spread you won't have to wait for this tree to grow up waters garden center 1815 iron springs road in prescott where people who love instant trees they love to shop gardening and you don't know where to start waters in-home garden service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better design advice water strategies vegetable and flower gardens soil and food needs and problem solving always problem solving you'll instantly be a better gardener all for just two hundred dollars of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home in-home garden consultations from waters garden center we can be at your home this week You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. So we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes in. This segment is all for her just because, well, I respect her garden info so much <laughs> prowess her i just love it love being in a studio with her uh my my gal my wife of 34 years mm-hmm. shares garden tips just this segment because uh you make me look better you make me even sound better than it's i could possibly job. be there you go <laughs> so welcome back to the studio lisa well, thank you very much good to be back so the uh you got all these new clothes my goodness where's all this stuff coming I'm, from you I'm look fantastic trying to branch out oh. of my t-shirt and jeans <laughs> It's very uncomfortable, but I'm trying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so more Costco runs. No. Is that <laughs> Costco. Walmart? Uh, Walmart. Nordstrom's. Well, I, I look Mace, like I shop Dillard's. at Walmart. No, you don't. Jeez. I don't even know what that means. You just, you just offended all the Walmart <laughs> customer <laughs> listeners. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> anyway. You made me do it. Your fault. <laughs> Let's, let's move on to gardening before we dig this hole any deeper. Mm-hmm. Yes. So last week I was talking about some pansies and different things that we'd gotten in. Right. And you berated me because I forgot to bring 
some in to show the audience, the people, the, the blogger, the, the streamers, the vlog, the vlog. video <laughs> blog. Yeah. Ah, so, so this okay. is recorded through StreamYard, <laughs> and you folks that are doing podcasts and that kind of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Right. So we record some of this through our video, and then it gets broadcast through Signals AZ, Prescott mm -hmm. E News, our channel. So you can you can see this segment at least, not the whole radio show. And it's videotaped. And so we get right. to show some things off, which is kind of new and fun and interesting, mm -hmm. different. Yeah. So I brought some pansies this week to share everybody yeah. because it is now officially fall. It is. So, hey, it's time to be putting those pansies and violas and snapdragons and all that fun stuff out. So the first one I brought is called Delta Fire. Look at the, I love you, you're better at holding figuring out where the camera is. Here you go. Hold it. Here you go, folks. Right close up, right there. Yeah, we have right dirt all over all the keyboard. Yeah. So that one's Delta Fire, and I love the color. Isn't that such a pretty autumn fall yeah. color? Absolutely gorgeous. So that's a new one that just came in. And then we also have the Matrix Baconsfield. You can hold that one. I'm going to hold them up side by side. There we go. And that one I love because it has the two-tone kind of purples to it. Very pretty as well. So those are just a, a small sampling of all the different pansies and violas that we have in. Can I give that one back to you? You so can. Put her on that side of the – I'll try to get this keyboard, get the dirt off without uh, disconnecting uh -oh. us. I think you may No, have. we're good. Oh, are we still there? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> this is when it's better to watch by radio. You just don't see all the chaos going on behind the Nothing desk. to see here. <laughs> so this is a Snapdragon. This is the Carmen, Sonic Carmen. It smells good. Doesn't it, smells it have a pink. nice fragrance? Yeah, it does. I was not used to that. I was bringing it over here. And I'm like, what's that smell? Oh, my gosh. It's the Snapdragon. Yeah. So nice fragrance to it, which you don't expect. But and and very pretty. And I Snapdragons don't animals don't eat that one. Mm. Okay, that's that's pretty together. Showing the combo, that's a really pretty combo. Purple and pink. Yeah. Purple and pink. Right, but yeah, Snapdragons. If you've got a deer, javelina, bunnies, they leave Rats, them alone. Rats, voles, squirrels. We don't have voles here, do we? Yes, we do. We do. Yeah, so in the backyard, we caught oh. like twenty of them this year. What is it we don't have that I always? So we don't have moles. moles. So these are underground. We have pocket gophers, right. but not moles. Moles oh. are more east, east coast. Okay. We do have prairie dogs up in the Williams Flagstaff mm -hmm. area, higher elevation. And then we do have a, a field mice, uh, which are called voles, V-O-L-E. So moles, okay. voles. <laughs> it's a mouse with basically a little bit pointed nose. You can always spot okay. them. So yeah. they, they eat, they get into things. Okay. Uh, our nemesis in our backyards are pack rats. Mm. It's like uh, you Southern folks, you know what rats are. These are rats on steroids. They're bigger than even Southern rats. They 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 build. They, they have these uh, stick wood piles in the middle of oaks and manzanitas. They're the ones building that. Sometimes rabbits. Mm -hmm. uh, so th that's kind of our our yeah. thing. But they don't like snapdragons, no. Dusty Miller, some of these things. Their their moms are pretty good at keeping them alone. Yeah. So, yeah. So, definitely time for that. So, I thought I'd bring those in for show and tell. Good. So, I like then I thought we would talk about some of the things that we have coming in this week that if you're still looking for color to put out in your landscape, yeah. uh, we have two different Pugster butterfly bush coming in. That's we have neat. a pink one and a blue one coming in. Pugster is terrific because it's a two foot by three foot. Uh, so, it has a small footprint out there in the yard. But the cool thing about it is, 
the blossoms are the same yeah. size as the regular butterfly bush. And the other thing that I just learned about these, the pugsters, is they are very winter hardy. Yeah. So they're they're even more cold resistant than the standard butterfly, which no, does terrific. I didn't know here. that. Huh? I didn't either. So it would grow up in those higher elevations. Right. Let's mm -hmm. say seven, eight thousand foot levels, yeah. like the Highland Pines, Williams, Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. They would winter right through and right. be fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, so great. they are hardier than just your little average butterfly bush. So cool. Learned that. We're also getting in Miss Molly, Miss Violet, and Miss Ruby. Butterfly bush. Butterfly bush. Gotcha. So those are another one, four by four. Uh, and they're going to continue to bloom here. Yeah. I mean, we probably yeah. have another good month, if not more. more. Yeah, end of October, of end of, I don't know, mm -hmm. middle of November. Depends on the elevation. Right. This is broadcast everywhere. Yeah. It depends on where you live. <laughs> so lots of time to have color left in your yard. And uh, the Miss Molly is a really dark, dark pink. Uh, Miss Violet's dark purple. And then Miss Ruby is a, a, a brilliant pink, a little bit lighter, but very, very, they really show up there out in the yard. Miss Molly just planted four of them along the fence line just, just a couple oh. of weeks ago. And there's, they're, start, they're, they're starting to set new buds. So oh. the flowers that were on them are kind of faded. I pinched those off because mm -hmm. I wanted to set either more roots or more flowers. Right. Just decide, just grow there. They <laughs> seem to be happy. Yeah. They're loving this weather. Yeah. The warm soil and the the, the cooler weather, mm -hmm. they're going nuts. Yeah. It's a great time to plant mm -hmm. any of these you've just mentioned. Right. Yeah. They love that. So uh, also we're getting a new fountain grass in. So I'm really into the fountain grasses yeah, this year. Sure so are. This one's called Hamlin. It's a, about a two foot by three foot grass. Has the cream colored... Um, Poof. Plume. <laughs> Plume. Yeah. Or poof. It goes by both. Yeah. I just made up a new garden term right here on the on the mountain gardener. You, you heard it here. Sometimes I speak no good. I don't know. Uh, but the cool thing about it, so right now it has a very green foliage on it. But as we get into those cooler temperatures, shorter days, it will turn a very bronzy color. Yeah. So terrific going into fall. Yeah. That would be really pretty. And the other thing we're getting in is the uh, kaleidoscope abelia. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, so kaleidoscope, um, it's more of a, like an eastern exposure, some shade light to it. Uh, but it has yellow and lime green leaves right now, so through the season. But as we move into fall and winter, there again, it gets a change of color to it. So it kind of turns more of a orangey red color like almost pink almost mm -hmm. it's very unusual yeah, yeah. Elia is such a great plant it's got a waxy leaf to it mm -hmm. so it makes it pretty kind robust oval and i have it. seen that growing in prescott valley yeah. in full sun okay i believe now it it didn't bloom as well it, it, so the the flowers last longer so it's got a mm -hmm. cute little almost White like a flower. yeah whitey pinky mm -hmm. like a like a honeysuckle kind of flower a little bit mm -hmm. shorter it covers this bush right and it blooms a crazy long time if it's got some protection, midday protection in June. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it just blooms. It, again, it's one of those that's mostly evergreen. Right. So it'll keep its foliage unless mm -hmm. we go sub-zero, some freaky winter, which you never know anymore. Right. It holds its foliage. Yeah. So it's it's a great plant. It gets up about two know, feet? hip high, something like that. Uh, I think the kaleidoscope gets around Does two it? feet okay. tall. It's a little bit smaller than some of the other Do we have the Edward Gloucher, the regular green one, too? No. 
Okay. Just well, kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope for Which now. Which is prettier. It's well, prettier because you okay. get more color in the leaf and then you get that really pretty fall color. You're trying too. to you're trying to convince the East and Midwest folks who are used to the green one. But yeah, I like them both. Time to broaden their horizons. Yes, there we go. You've tuned <laughs> you've tuned in here to the Mountain Garden. You've heard it from Lisa. So uh, Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, some things you can plant. We're still shipping plants. Oh, yeah. Because we've got plenty of planting season mm -hmm. left. Uh, but you've got that autumn and then that winter mix that's starting to show up, which is kind of fun. I Grasses like and evergreens. Yeah. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Hi, waters with the plants of the week and our crazy blue sage. Covered in clouds of crazy blue flowers that rise up on spikes above the aromatic blue foliage. Relax, this heat lover enjoys summer and blooms like crazy. This water's exclusive sage only grows about knee high by about 16 inches wide. Great for smaller gardens and terrific for hot sunny containers in just $11. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love crazy new bloomers, they love to shop. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? As a child, I like to do a vegetable garden, so I'm having a wonderful time playing with plants, and I will go out every day and look to see how much they've grown. I really am surprised at how much I'm enjoying it and reconnecting with my childhood, I think. Waters Garden Center, helping people reconnect. At 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden, love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. There's an entire series of autumn types of herbs, vegetables, and flowers that are unique to this time of year. So you'll see them. They just started showing up a couple of weeks ago. Now the entire lower greenhouse is just nothing but autumn perennials. These plants that come back, flowers that come back year after year. Annuals, plants that just shine for a season like pansies. They will bloom like crazy until summer. Pansies don't like summer. They love the cold. They don't like the heat. You, you can't water them enough in June to keep them alive. You just let them go. That's when you put in your zinnias and your geraniums and your petunias, your summer-loving plants. That's why a pansy is considered an annual. It goes for a season, and then it dies off when it's not happy. For pansies and violas, that's in the summer. But they love the winter. In fact, most folks, they plant pansies and violas at the wrong time. They're coming in uh, the end of April and May with the last crop of pansies, these, these little monkey-faced flowers about the size of a silver dollar. They're, they grow up, oh, ankle high or so, and they just spread out. They're just, they're just happy all the time, as long as it's cold. They're planting this last crop. They're seeing them all around their neighborhood going, oh, I got to have some of those. They're so pretty. And they are. But they'll plant them the end of April and May, and then June comes, they die off. They only get maybe a month, month and a half of, of real pleasure out of these. And then it's just too hard to keep them alive. Really, you should be planting these types of flowers now. 
now through October is, is kind of the sweet spot because they, they'll have time to plump up. They get real full. They'll stop blooming. They'll hold their foliage and they'll hold their flowers starting about eh, Thanksgiving. And then they'll just kind of in this hold pattern until uh, the first or second week in February. By, by Valentine's, they're starting to grow, just take off again. And then there are these big, beautiful, voluptuous, just flowers covered in flowers through sometime in June. So they've got this cycle, but your best time to plant them, either in containers, in the ground, raised beds, is, is, is now. Don't wait until spring. Why, why plant them then when you can plant them now and enjoy them for such a long time? They're an annual. They, they have this season where they're just glorious, and now's the time to plant them. You, I wouldn't say that with, let's say, uh, marigolds. Or, or, or uh, geraniums, that's probably the number one most famous of all of the annual type of flowers. Uh, geraniums don't like the cold. They like the summer. They like the heat. So usually we're planting those the end of April, May, around Mother's Day. We start putting geraniums in, and their season is until about, I don't know, Halloween. First week or two of November, and then they just kind of go, it's too cold I'm out of here. And the frost takes them. So that's their season. They're an annual. They've got one season. They're glorious. And then they fade out. The, the beauty with annuals is they're just covered. Nothing blooms like an annual does. Perennials, they'll show off. They're pretty nice. Yeah, they come back every year, but uh, they bloom for six, eight weeks, and then they're done. They're, 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 not not anywhere close to a full season. They're, they're a moment of a season. And then they're just this nice green blob. Sometimes you can trick them, pinch, you know, deadhead them, pinch the flowers off, and they'll come back into bloom. But there's some work to it. Annuals will do this by themselves. Like pansies, they self-prune. Violas, they'll bloom, they fade, and they set another flowers all by themselves. They don't need help from you. They're just glorious by themselves. So And they're, they've got three times the color volume, the, the flowers that, that, that they would than, than a perennial would. So anyway, mums, mums are the exception. Mums are, they're a perennial. They come back every year and they are covered with flowers. You can't even see the foliage right now. They're so spectacular. So put those out there by the front door and they just say uh, it's autumn enjoy it enjoy the weather it's just beautiful uh, let's 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 celebrate halloween and thanksgiving and christmas all they just bloom and bloom and bloom and bloom and yet they'll come back next year although they're really just about two two and a half months worth of time they bloom so truly yeah instead of eight weeks you get 10 weeks out of a mom where's a pansy you get six months out of them. So it's just a different scale. That's really the difference between annuals and perennials. But then there's seasonal changes in annuals and perennials. So some think the fall asters and moms are out now. We don't have those things in the spring of the year. They're only available and they should only be planted now. Not 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 in the spring. They kind of they're just kind of green green things coming out of a bucket in the spring. They just have no inspiration. So we'll, we'll keep those at the farm and push them on so they bloom all at the same time, starting now. The other one that you'll see starting to show up, you're seeing the herbs showing up. So there's there's really some some really stunning mountain herbs that, that grow better now than any other time of the year. So right now you're seeing five that are just over the top. Rosemary, 
does exceptionally well in the mountains as long as you're putting the right variety in. So, so you really don't want to use any of those desert varieties of rosemary. Rosemary, there's probably 30, 40 different varieties. Only three or four of them are hardy at this elevation. But Tuscan Blue, Huntington Carpet, there's really, there's a carpet variety, ground cover variety, and there's an upright shrub variety. And there's some of those that are hardy. They're, they're both, there's a variety of hardiness, hardy varieties that, that will grow up here and just evergreen. They bloom year after year, usually in March, and mine are in bloom now. So they've got two bloom cycles. They're evergreen. You can harvest them for the kitchen year round. They're just, they're just really great, super drought hardy plants. Lavender is the same way. In fact, lavender is so hardy that if you kill it, it'll be from overwatering. It's in a, it's in the water. Just, it needs to dry out in between water cycles. So too much and it'll just start to collapse. It lays, lays over, stops blooming, gets yellow and it dies. So, but lavender, English, French, uh, Spanish, all the varieties of lavender. This is great lavender country here. There are some varieties that are more cold hardy than others. And that's one you're going to find here at the garden center this time of year, but a great time. Some of my best plants through winter are lavenders. I have them in great big glazed pots and they're just beautiful evergreen, uh, fragrant uh, shrubs. Brush up against them. They smell so good. Oh my gosh. They may not bloom in, in the winter, but their foliage is out in winter. They just look good in winter. You can use them, harvest them, uh, make potpourri, and use them in the kitchen in the winter. They do really well. I'm not talking about a windowsill out inside. I'm talking right outside on your patio. They'll grow and thrive. Another one is parsley. Parsley, you wouldn't think, is a very, it's a tiny little nice evergreen shrub, but that thing just, you can harvest that right through winter. It's amazing. It'll reseed. It comes up in other parts of the gardens. Just a great herb for the mountains. Uh, creeping thyme or English thyme or any of the thymes. Thyme, it, it just is very fragrant. Smells good when you walk on it. The dogs will wrestle on it. It just smells so good. It grows in containers, grows out in the yard, just spreads across. It's a great little herb for the mountains of Arizona. Oregano would be another one. So those are kind of my five. Oregano, thyme, rosemary, lavender, and did I have another one? Oh, parsley. There you go. The five, the magic five, all available here at the Garden Center now, can be planted now. So as those, some things fade, so that last tomato or pumpkins or... As things start to fade, you can put in a whole autumn series of herbs and vegetables. Uh, the, the spinach, lettuce, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale. Kale is still like a weed through winter. This is the time to put kale in. If you waited, and it's kind of like a pansy. If you put kale in April and May, as summer hits, it starts to get this off flavor. It starts to go into bloom. It's much better to plant these now, and you'll harvest fresh, organic kale right through winter, even in January. Be cold. It just snowed last week. You're out there picking fresh kale for, for use in the kitchen or smoothies. There's just nothing healthier for you. No, no, there's so many antioxidants and vitamins for you by picking your own. You can plant now. I know we're a forest season. You folks from the desert realize, oh, it's already cold. I'm already feeling a shiver. shiver. Well, some plants, they actually like that, and they thrive in that. You want to plant those now and enjoy them for the season to come. Got more in store for you. 
Don't go anywhere. Be right back. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. 300,000? Imagine a landscape needing 300,000 trees. Wow! But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our instant Raywood Ash. Raywoods are known for their handsome fall foliage that turns colors of red to royal purple. Just stunning. The leaves have a fine texture which add a softness to harsh rock yard. At $120, these instant trees are magnificent. 12 feet tall with a 6 foot spread. You won't have to wait for this tree to grow up. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love instant trees, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert, Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. We have garden classes that are free for local gardeners. Uh, so we, we, we think if we help you be a better gardener you're going to support us by buying your plants and your garden supplies from us and that's that's been a formula that's worked for us for many many decades for 60 years next march in fact we're planning i think the second week in march of next year we're going to have our 60th anniversary so we are planning that to talking to vendors and growers and we're actually growing some things we're plugging some things or seeding things right now for next for the celebration in March. So plants take a while to grow. So we're planning that out. So it should be pretty exciting. And so, but garden classes, they're free. We want you to be a better gardener and you can garden right now. You can plant, you can landscape, you can design right now. If you didn't get in that brand new house, kind of frustrated because you should have been in six weeks ago, but they held you up because you couldn't get your doggone refrigerator in. That's one appliance stuck out there off the coast of Newport Beach and you couldn't get into your house, take a breath. You can go outside and garden now. You're perfectly fine. You're not late. You're okay. And so we've got garden classes that come up. This this week it's on privacy. So lots of new houses going up. You got a, you got that new hot tub. You just don't want to see your neighbors while you're in the hot tub. Well, we'll show you how to screen that out. Next week though, October 2nd, this one is important, especially for you newer folks to the area. It's fall to-do list. Some things you need to do to really help your plants. They're starting to shut down. There's this process that happens where they're starting to hibernate. Kind of like bears and squirrels. They're hibernating. They're, they're, they're putting on their, their fall and winter fat to be able to get through and sleep through winter. Plants do something very similar. And there's some things you can do to really help them come out next next spring in a very aggressive, very happy way. They'll, they'll be bigger, better flowers, fruits, uh, some things you, you need to do right now. Eh, not right now, but through the month of October to get your plants ready. We'll go over that list. Uh, best autumn color. So we'll go over the, the shrubs and the trees, October 9th. Uh, fall containers. There's a whole series of plants. You can put together containers that will bloom right through the winter for you. We're going to go over that. 
succulents and cacti in the low maintenance garden. And it continues. It just goes on and on. So you can t- check those out at uh, watersgardencenter.com, our front website. Uh, that, that, there's a big old class button. If you want to see all those Facebook, they're on, under events. If, you, if you're looking for them, you can find it. I do want to also highlight one of our sponsors. So Armstrong Growers, it's, it's a, they're not, they're not family owned, they're employee owned. It's an ESOP. So employee owned type of company. And they do a fantastic job. And they're very strong supporters of independent garden centers. They grow, they've got 39 garden centers, and they grow for their garden centers and other independents. Well, they've shared so much. They, they, they open up their HR departments, their marketing departments. We share ideas. We know what the most popular things are, what's coming on. They, they help us be better than we can possibly be by ourselves. And they help us be better. They're, they make special grows. They're growing our tomatoes for us, our herbs. We've got special grows. We just say, hey, would you grow 600 geraniums? We need this many in red, this many in white, this many in pink, this many... They help us grow those and help us with the timing of those. So Armstrong Growers, fabulous, fabulous independent garden center supporters, but also they support local garden content as well. So we couldn't do that without you. And of course, the entire team here at Waters Garden Center, I am so proud of my staff. You all made it possible last Sunday. I mean, we had rain on Saturday. They cleared out that that entire upper greenhouse just so that party would not have to worry about that fundraiser, would not have to worry about rain and wind. The band would be able to play without worrying about their instruments. Uh, the fundraiser would go on no matter what happens. You, you all are awesome. I just, it's, it's a pleasure working with such a, a, a professionals. You all, I couldn't do it without you. My staff makes me look better than I really deserve. And, and you all came through. And you helped raise $102,000 in growing. And they couldn't have done that without you. Thanks so much for doing that, folks. Throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center and and our four kids. So it's a family business. We love talking to fans of the show. Hi, Ken, with the plants of the week and our ivory feathers pampas grass. The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes. In bloom at Waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high. Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.